This is the Wrecked to Reformed podcast. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, But the righteous man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. Welcome back to Rector Reform Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Adkins. And today we're dealing with a subject called presuppositional apologetics. Now, there's all kinds of ideas on apologetics, which method is the, is the best, uh, which method brings the most people in, which method will destroy someone else's argument uh, through either evidence or you know, classical apologetics, but we hear it. Rec to Reform podcast, we are presuppositional apologists. So we hold to the fact that what God says about man is true. In Romans 1, God talks, tells us through the writings of the scriptures, the, the God-breathed theonoustos, word of God, penned by the Apostle Paul, says that all men know that God exists. And it's evident to them because God made it evident to them. So God has shown every person through that which is seen, through creation, through the stars, the sun, and even to the, the microscopic, the macrocosm and the microcosm, all of creation Meaning is screaming of the faith. To the glory of God that he now, has made the all greatest things. standard for any Christian so is when the we're word talking of God. about presuppositional apologetics. So if our greatest standard of truth is the word of God, then we should presuppose that upon the creation of God and other creatures of God. Um, I remember uh, several several years ago, maybe four or five years ago, when someone was trying to teach me apologetics, but they weren't starting with Scripture. So, it, me being the uh, the person that I was, that I didn't have a background in Christianity. I didn't have a, a background of all the different apologetic methodologies and things like this. So, I just took the Word of God and took God at His Word, saying that, no, 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 they, we need to start from Scripture, and we need to argue from Scripture, which is the standard of truth. When Jesus said in John 17, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Then what other standard do we have to argue the point? I, I would argue that we don't have any standard that comes anywhere close to Scripture. So we don't have anything that has the weight, that has the truthfulness, that has the spiritual power of the Word of God. So 
When we preach the gospel, we preach as though we believe what God says, not that we have to uh, manipulate the person's emotions to make them make a decision, right? But to show them that they are truly at the mercy of God. Now, in, in, in presuppositional apologetics, we, we don't go the evidential route. So we're not arguing from evidences, though there's, there's, there's so much evidence of God, he says it in Romans 1. It's not a lack of evidence, it's a heart issue. It's not that we have to build this um, logical case to prove the existence of God because God has made it evident to them. They know God exists, but they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. So this is the best way to deal with atheism or other kinds of agnostic worldviews. is to go to the place that sometimes uh, cuts the deepest as far as their their mental gymnastics. So, what I mean by that is the Word of God cuts the deepest because the Word of God is authored by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings spiritual life, spiritual sight, gives eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. And that's done through the Word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word concerning Christ or the word of Christ. So when we, when we preach the gospel, it's, it's almost like sometimes uh, when you hit the streets with the gospel, some in the, the evidentialist uh, ideology would, would say, no, we have to build this logical case. But it's not a, a lack of evidence that is the problem. Uh, it's it's almost as though there's kind of a disconnect with some people who, who are in the Reformed uh, community. That, well, God is the one who brings to spiritual life. God is the one who gives eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. But in this particular case, when I hit the streets, then I have to build this logical case to, to prove the existence of God through creation. and it, Well, that's that's fine. But if that's your standard, you're doing something wrong. If your standard is starting with evidence rather than starting with the Word of God, you're starting with something outside of Scripture that you're giving more weight to the unbeliever or the atheist, um, that this weighs a little bit more. This has more truth to it, and then I will bring you to Scripture. Well, show me that in Scripture. I don't think you can find it. So as a presuppositional apologist, and the reason why I think that's the best, is it's, in my opinion, the most faithful to Scripture. Now, I understand that there are people out there who don't hold to the, you know, sola scriptura. That Scripture alone is sufficient for life and godliness, for all things that we need spiritually, wisdom-wise, everything. The Bible has it all. So why would we start with something else? Why would we start with something lesser to try to build up to the greater? 
I would say that you, you should start with Scripture and what God has said is true because he's the creator of it all. So why would we subvert the, the Scriptures with something that doesn't have the authority of Scripture? So again, it's always seemed to me that presuppositional apologetics goes back to taking God at his word, truly. Like taking, taking what God says about all situations and, and everything the word of God talks about and saying, this is true no matter what anybody says. I will take God at his word and I will walk by faith rather than giving up my ground to this atheist and say, well, maybe we don't know, All right? So let's logically figure this out, as some people would do, um, William Lane Craig and others, which I completely, completely disagree with. Um, I don't think Molinism is consistent, and I don't think that evidential apologetics is consistent either with Scripture. So, when, when God says in Romans 1 that they know God, they know the true God, but they suppress the truth and unrighteousness, that's all we're saying is that we believe that. We believe that. We take God's word and we say, you say that you don't believe. You say that you don't know if there is a God, that there isn't a God. Well, God says you know otherwise. You know that he exists. So I will stand on scripture and I will not budge. Because you do know God exists. It doesn't matter who you are. You know God exists. And why do you think that there's so many false religions out there? Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, um, all these, these cults and things like this. I mean, you've got Roman Catholicism because they don't hold to the gospel of grace by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. Again, we're wrecked to reformed. We are reformed for a reason. Um, so it was, it was simper reformanda, reformanda, always reforming. So we're reforming, but reforming to what? We're reforming as to going back to what Scripture says, going back to what God says is true. And believing it and acting out that faith so living out the faith that we have according to the Word of God and not according to some kind of lesser evidentialist type of ideology right so those are the reasons why um, I believe that presuppositional apologetics is the best uh, and the most faithful to Scripture because we're not giving any ground to the atheist. We're not saying that, well, maybe we're, we're on you know, mutual ground or something like that. No, Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me. So I'm, I'm going to stand with Jesus as far as how he held to Scripture and the, the authority that Scripture has, the inerrancy of Scripture, that Scripture has no, er no errors, there is no errors in Scripture, and that's true whether you like it or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's why we're Reformed. That's why we go back to Scripture when we 
When we are asked a question, we go to Scripture for the answer. When we have uh, questions about the gospel, we go to Scripture for the answer. And if you have a good hermeneutic that is consistent uh, to understand every topic as far as theologically, and you can extract or exegete, that's why ex expository um, preaching, ex expositional preaching, and expositional study is how we should study the Word of God. We are extracting from Scripture, and we're not putting a lens over Scripture uh, to then pour Scripture through, or to siphon Scripture out of, or to read into Scripture. We are extracting from Scripture through the historic... Um, all, all the ways that you study Scripture and you, you extract the truth, you have the context of Scripture. You have the historical accuracy of Scripture. The grammar, syntax, all this stuff that when you, when you really dive deep into Scripture, there is no errors, there is no contradictions, and it is the Word of God that breeds faith and life. It, it, it gives you that grounding to stand on, that firm footing when you're faced with true difficulty, when you're faced with illness or sickness or death, when you're faced with persecution or atheists arguing or, or you know, friends on Facebook, from the greatest of persecutions to the least. If you have a good foundation, and if you are standing upon the Word of God truly, you're not flippantly um, saying, well, this is true, but maybe not this, or, or this is our standard, but maybe it's not, maybe sola scriptura isn't right. Well, I would argue to you, and I would, I would tell you that yes, it is. Sola scriptura is true. Sola scriptura is how we should understand the authority of Scripture. We don't have authorities uh, outside of Scripture that are above Scripture. That's not true. There are other authorities, but th the, the Word of God is the only inerrant, completely sufficient authority. That's why, you know, as Jeff Durbin and many others have said, by what standard do you know anything? And by what standard are, is anything good or wrong or evil or bad? It's the Word of God. So if you want to grow in your faith, if you want to grow in your foundation, I would say there isn't a greater way to do that than to take God at His Word and believe what He has said. All right, well, that's the end of this episode, and God bless. Have a good day.